Hey, and welcome to Hypnotize Me, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host. This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, nor should it be. If you need therapy or hypnotherapy, please seek a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so if you'd like to learn more about me, you can do that at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. Now on to our episode. Hi, and welcome to Hypnotize me. This is Dr. Liz, and I am happy to be back. I've been on break for a couple of weeks while my roof gets fixed. And when I go on break, I definitely miss my podcast. I miss talking to you guys. So let me give you the update about the roof. It is still not done. I have actually had to cancel a couple of interviews because You never know when the roofers are going to show up. I have no idea what it's like in other parts of the U.S. or around the world, but in South Florida, it's like the roofers say they'll be there on Friday and then nobody shows up and you call around three o'clock and they say, oh, we'll be there on Monday. Or they say, okay, we'll be there on Monday. And then all of a sudden they're there on a Saturday. Okay, so you are sort of at their mercy in South Florida and you just cross your fingers and hope that everything gets finished actually. So still in that process, but able to record some solo sessions. I decided to do this one in my office. Now, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, now, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you will hear creaking often in the background, which is all the wood in my house. And oddly enough, at my office, the background is sometimes the windows creaking. So I guess it's the wind coming by or something. So you may hear that too. I don't know. We'll see how it goes today. So today I thought I would talk about inner child hypnosis. Now this is not a research-based episode. I know a lot of mine are because I really love research and I love seeing how effective hypnosis is when you put it into the research model. But today, this is not going to be a research episode. I had discussed inner child hypnosis on the Women in Depth podcast, a podcast I love, in episode 49 of her podcast. But I realized I never actually discussed it or did an episode on it on my own podcast. So I thought that's what I would do today. We'll find out what is it? What is inner child hypnosis? How does it differ from other types of hypnosis, why do it, and what's the results that you can see from it. So I'm hoping to hit all of those points today. Now, what is it? When you come into a hypnotherapist's office to do, let's say, hypnosis for depression or hypnosis for anxiety, it is often a process that's focused on the here and now. So the goal there is to give you suggestions about fighting depression, coming out of it, popping out of it in the here and now, increasing your energy, increasing your ability to do things, increasing your concentration and focus today. That's a present focused hypnosis. When we do inner child hypnosis, we are going back to the past often. And in hypnosis circles, this is called age regression. Why we're regressing you back to an earlier age. 
And there's different techniques to do this and different ways to do this. But often it is as simple as asking about an incident that somebody wants to look at and saying, do you have any memories of that before the age of 25? And you set up different ways for clients to answer you this. Sometimes it's called finger signaling where they'll raise a finger for yes and a different finger for no or a thumb for I don't know, or they can talk during the hypnosis. So again, a difference here between let's say hypnosis for depression or anxiety where you're coming in, you're generally just lying there listening. You're in a hypnotic state. We lead you through a progressive relaxation, but basically you're listening. When we do inner child hypnosis, we are going back in time often to an earlier period in your life and you are very often talking during the hypnosis, not always, but often you're talking. So you're answering questions that we give you and people before they do this have a little bit of anxiety about what's this like. Like they think to themselves, these are the questions I get, like, will I be able to talk? Um, What's going to come up? They're sort of scared about that. What if it's something I don't like? You know, I had a mentor who told me she always kept a trash can beside the couch because sometimes hypnosis can get intense and she's had people throw up in her office. Like something comes up that really affects them physically and up it comes, right? They want to actually get it out of themselves in a very physical way. I haven't had that experience yet and I've been doing hypnosis for quite a few years now, but I believed her like, yeah, sometimes some really traumatic stuff can come up for people. So when I work with people, we don't go to that place unless they're really ready to or want to do that. So generally we're going back to childhood memories that they say, okay, I want to look at this. I want to see some of the nuances. I'm ready to face this. And we do it in such a way that hopefully it's not traumatic to them. But as a trained clinical hypnotherapist, again, I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a PhD in clinical psychology. I know how to handle trauma if it does come up. So I'm clinically trained to do that. And that is a difference between someone who has degrees and has a license versus a hypnotist who perhaps took an online course or did a week of training and they think they're good. Okay. Um, That's not the type of person that in general you want to do inner child hypnosis with. The type of person is good to stop smoking, but not really your deeper work because you do want someone that's trained in how to really handle the unexpected. So, We go back in childhood and most people have an idea of what age they want to go back to, but sometimes they surprise themselves. We ask a question, what's your earliest memory? How old were you when you first felt this? Like those types of questions. How old are you when this memory is first present? Um, Or something like, are you before the age of 20? And they may say yes. And we say, are you before the age of 15? And they may say yes. Are you before the age of 13? They say yes. So we keep going down until we find the age that they're at. And at that point, then we begin to work with the memory. Now, I've been through this process myself. And what I found is that under hypnosis, the memories are much clearer 
And there's so much more detail. And I found this working with clients as well. So I had this vague memory from about age three. And at one point I went back and looked at it and it was just crystal clear to me under hypnosis, uh, everything that had happened. So that is sometimes what people are doing is they want to go back and they want to get some of that detail. I'm not going to get into a discussion here about whether you can recover memories through hypnosis, because that is a topic for a whole nother episode. But I will say that when I had a fragment of a memory, it was much clearer under hypnosis. And I find that to be the case generally when I'm working with clients as well. So sometimes it's to discover more clarity around that memory. Sometimes it's to work with old concepts that you have about yourself that are now affecting you in the present. As children, we develop these identities, we develop these self-concepts, often before we even really have the capacity intellectually to really understand what they mean. So a three-year-old being told that they're a bad girl or a bad boy, which is a pet peeve of mine, actually, you know, like I, I never once told my kids that they were a bad girl or a good girl either. Like, nope, we just stayed away from that completely. But Anyway, a child at that age doesn't really understand everything that goes into that phrase. So what happens is if they hear that over and over and over, they often begin to believe that and then later act on information that reinforces that. If you continue, say you're a bad boy, you're a bad boy, you're a bad boy, you're such a bad boy, you're, you know, such a bad child, I can't believe you did this, right? They begin to form their identity around that. And then they begin to think, well, what would a bad boy do? Because I am a bad boy, and I'm going to do that. And then it begins to interfere with their life. And we don't know exactly at what point that happens, that may happen in adolescence, that may happen in adulthood, that may not happen at all. So some kid may throw it off completely, that identity, have awareness that their parents did not do the right thing in terms of developing their identities and be able to overcome that and become who they feel they truly are. So to get specific about this, I I had a friend who's very educated, very intelligent, and I had known her for several years before she told me that her parents thought that she should not go to college because people who go to college are really snobby and they don't ever want someone to be snobby and think they're better than anyone else. So their whole family value was that you don't go to college. And I was absolutely floored, like floored about this. I was like, what kind of person doesn't tell their kid that they're intelligent and smart? And if you want to go to college, of course you can go to college. Like we will help you. You know, like I just, I don't understand that at all. Like really, it's so sad to me. But what happened is that she threw off that family value and did go to college and and went past college, did the graduate work and became very successful and still didn't feel snobby. She doesn't feel like she's better than anybody else because that's just sort of a myth, I think, that hangs out there, but did defy her parents in that way. Now, another child, same family, may choose not to go to college and may choose, yes, 
to believe about themselves that they can't achieve, that they're not smart enough, that they're not doing this, that they're, you know, this is their life to work in, you know, whatever career they choose that doesn't require a college degree. And that's what they will do. And, you know, they choose to believe that about themselves. They choose to take on the family value. Now, neither of these situations are a problem unless it starts to cause problems later in someone's life. And generally, that's when they end up seeing me. Sometimes they've tried all kinds of stuff, actually. They've tried traditional talk therapy, or they've tried acupuncture, or they've tried this, or they've tried that. And then they'll end up in hypnosis often. Like, look, I've tried everything. I really want to get to the root of this. This is often what I hear. And I say, okay, well, we can do that with hypnosis. We can put you into a very relaxed state, a hypnotic state, and take you back and, and let's see what happened. Let's discover that. We don't always know where that first memory or first identity formed. We don't always know what you did the rest of your life to really confirm that in you. Let's go back and look and see. And let's replace it with something good. So this is often where hypnosis is very effective and very fast. So we can go back and say, oh, okay, look what happened. This is what happened. Maybe it's your parent that said this, or maybe a friend that said this, or a teacher. Teachers are really influential in children's lives. Or maybe we go back to early 20s and you had an abusive husband and you begin to believe some of the things that he said about you or an abusive wife or an abusive friend sometimes, and you begin to believe the things that they said about you. And it seems like no matter what you do, you can't shake that. So let's go back and let's see what happened and let's see what memory comes up for you. And now let's replace that with something good about yourself. Like what do you want to believe about yourself? What is true and honest about yourself? So let's put all that good stuff in there. And that is really, I think, where hypnosis shines a little bit better than other therapies because you can change your thoughts absolutely but sometimes what happens is those thoughts don't line up with beliefs so you keep having the thoughts and you want to change the thoughts and they come up and you you're like okay i know that's a thinking error quote unquote i don't want to think that i want to think this but often those changes won't last if the underlying beliefs are different, are at odds with what you want to believe about yourself. So hypnosis goes in and says, let's change those core beliefs that you have about yourself. And let's put in some really good ones that you want. And then that's much easier to change your thoughts afterwards. In fact, some of the like negative thoughts don't even show up anymore once you do that. You just feel calmer, more centered, more peaceful, more self-respect, like all of those good things happen. Now, how far can we go back? It depends on the person, but people sometimes go back to in utero. I know that sounds crazy for me to say on my podcast. I actually didn't believe it for a while until I began to talk to therapists who's her like, no, people go back to in utero. I'm like, okay, great. Now, someone asked me recently about past lives. I know there are past life therapists. I'm not trained in that. And again, that would depend on your own personal belief around that, right? Whether you can go back to a past life. There are certainly people, very famous people. There's many lives, many masters written by Brian Weiss. 
who talks about that. There's hypnotherapists who are trained in doing it. I'm personally not trained in doing that, so I don't do that type of therapy. But I do do the inner child where we go back and we look at different ages and we heal the times at that age. And the result of that healing is generally a real feeling of transformation by the client. That's what I hear reported back, that they feel less reactive, more centered. They're happier with themselves. This is often the type of hypnosis I do if someone comes in and they do the stop smoking and then they can't stop smoking. So we've done like the present focus, stop smoking kind of stuff. And then they say, well, yeah, I made it five days or I made it seven days or I made it a couple of weeks and then I picked it up again. Well, to me, that's a cue that something deeper is going on because that's not addiction. The addiction's broken in like 72 hours. It's not a physical addiction. There's That's emotional going on. So then we go back and we look at, okay, what's going on deeper that we can change so that the smoking behavior stops? That's just one example of, of a way that I look at it. But the result is that they stop smoking or the result is that they feel so much better about themselves. The result is that you feel like you have healed this piece of your childhood. And the result is that you feel like you can move forward in your life, making better choices, being who you truly are, feeling more authentic about who you are and feeling less scared as well. Another purpose of the inner child hypnosis is actually finding purpose. Often when people are struggling with why am I here? What is my purpose? What meaning do I have in my life? The inner child hypnosis can go back and look at that and say, okay, let's discover that together. Let's see if we can reach a state that some people may call spiritual, And some people may call scientific when you're looking at brainwave states. Let's put you into a highly intuitive state and see what comes up for you around finding your purpose. That may be a whole nother episode, actually, because starting to run a little long here. And if you've had that kind of hypnosis where you found your purpose under hypnosis, your reason of being here on this planet, please email me. I would love to interview you on the podcast for real. So please reach out to me. I think that would be such an interesting interview. All right, people, I hope that gave you a good idea about what inner child hypnosis is. I often refer to this as well as core healing hypnosis, what it does and what the result of it is. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me. I really do love interacting with my listeners and I miss you all when I take a break from the podcast. All right, cross your fingers for me for my roof and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. I hope you truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. 
finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. 